0: This week's episode is being sponsored by Little Lights on the Lane. Little Lights on the Lane is a wedding and event venue surrounded by the Cedars Edge Golf Course, 15 minutes from Iowa City in West Branch, Iowa. This business is women-owned, and they focus on creating intentional spaces and exceptional experiences. They understand the importance of slowing down and being present in the moments that fill us with light and love. Betsy and I are excited to be part of one of their upcoming events – a women's wellness retreat on May 6th from 9 to 4 p.m., where we will share the message of self-compassion with attendees. In life, we all need space and time to recharge the inner light that is in us. Spend the day learning, nourishing, and relaxing, surrounded by a community of women. Whether you're a young professional in search of your new self, a mother finding time for everyone but yourself, an empty nester navigating through this new phase of life, or someone in between, this event is for you. The day will be filled with yoga, mindfulness, self-care, and a panel of amazing women with passion for women's health and wellness. Come join us for a day that is all yours.
1: Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode.
0: Hello, Her Wild listeners. In today's episode, Betsy and I are going to share our favorite books—books books that have touched oh my us. My goodness, this was so hard it, to come up with. Just Betsy's, a- Betsy's still
1: <laughs> refining her pile right now. Um. I started with like fifteen. We start. We agreed. We're like we're going to come up with our our top three books. And then Kate sent me a picture this morning of five books. And I'm like, we're doing five. And I still had like 15 on the ground. And I'm like, okay, okay, I can get it down to five. But I brought like 10 with me and I just refined it to yeah. five now. We've so got it's down hard. now. Um, but we were asked
0: this by a listener to just, just what our favorite books were. And so it was kind of fun for me to go through my shelves and remember the times in my life that a book showed up for yeah. me and what it meant and. How I still, you know, you, it's almost like music. When
1: you pull it out, you like can go right back to the time that you read it. Yes. And you know, when you, yeah, you remember yeah. like so many of these, I was like, well, I was on vacation and I can remember when I picked this book up and then you sent me your list and I'm like, damn, she took like four of mine. <laughs> well, so then I was glad that you were going to talk about them because yeah. I'm like, oh good, I can so talk about really, those you're, you're four ten, too. The ten, ten, 10, maybe
0: 11. Yeah. Betsy's cheating. Um, books, I'm not cheating. I've got um, five here. That we love, but there's so many out there. It's, it is hard to choose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. And maybe we can add our long list on
1: the show notes, too. So if you're really Betsy you really really like, I can out. I feel like if I really have an addiction to anything, honestly, it's books. Yeah. It's not clothes. It's not shoes. Don't get me wrong. I like shoes. But um, it is books. If you, well, you've been to my house. Oh, yeah. Like every wall has a bookshelf on it. And I, I
0: watch you in real time. If we talk about something, you're like,
1: I'm putting that in my Amazon on cart right now yeah or I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go look for that and right I now. highlight and write in all of my books and so I can't give them up because it's like when I go yes. back and reread them all like oh I remember when I underlined that and I bet I probably finish two books a week sometimes more like oh, wow. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of a speed reader so I, I am not a speed reader I'm more I'm of a obsessed. peruser I usually have three or four books going at a time mm. maybe yeah. we can also add pictures of our bedside stands what's yours look like right now I, without cleaning it up? Yeah. Do you have how many books do you have on it? A lot. I probably have like 12 right now.
0: I I probably have eight on top and then my whole bottom is stacked full yeah. of books. Yeah. I also like to see books, even if I'm not currently reading them. It's like I need them in my
1: yeah. purview. Are you a Kindle reader? Will you read... No. Absolutely not, <laughs> so I have so many books on Kindle, too, but the only reason I have them on my Kindle is because I can't wait the stupid twenty four hours for it to arrive in my in a box at my doorstep, yeah. so it's like I want it now, so I have a bunch on Kindle, but I don't like that as well because then I forget that they're there, yeah, so I, I like I'm to so have tactile, them. yes, me too I, I to they're like my my old friends, yes, well, do you want to start with your? One of yours. We'll just go back and forth. I will. Okay. So there are several books that I have literally bought. This first one I'm going to talk about. i probably purchased 25 copies of this and send it to people. And I always send it to people when they have their first baby. And it's called the, pa- the parents Dao Te teaching ancient advice for modern parents it's written by William Martin. And the reason I know about this book is Oprah. You knew she was going to come up in I today's. She'll, she'll be coming up a lot. Just so you know, um, Oprah. But Oprah had it on her show, and she said the same thing. She's like, I, "I remember the show. I give this book to everyone who has a baby." And so I was like, "Oh." So I bought it, and now I'm like, "Oh, I give this to everyone who has a baby." But. I just bought it this week for a good friend of mine. I'm putting together a box of books for her. She's going through a really hard time with um, a young adult son who's having some mental health issues and she's really caught up in, you know, trying to figure it out and help him. Um, and so this book came to mind along with a bunch of others that I'm like, I'm going to put a little package in the mail oh, for you because I believe that this um, book has advice for new parents, but whatever age your children are, it has something that speaks to you. So you can see my copy has all these little dog ears on it. And, and honestly, yellow. <laughs> it's very yellow. It's got stains on it. Um, and actually, I know this isn't my first copy that I bought because I specifically remember someone um, at the yoga studio once who was talking about some challenges with their kid, and I handed my copy to them. I'm like, "Take this, please back. read this." And I'm sure I didn't get it back. Um, but I want to read one. They're 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 very quick. They're almost like poems, um, and they're really powerful. So this one is called um, it's number sixty two. Be happy. If you have vast wealth, it will be useless in teaching your children. If you have great power, it will be of no avail in securing their happiness. If you have succeeded admirably in life, it will not help keep your children safe. Remember that you cannot teach by preaching. Try to live with peace, contentment, love, and compassion. This will be your lecture. This will be your lesson. The happier I have allowed myself to be, the happier my children have become. The more I've become myself, the more they've done the same. This has occurred later in my life. Don't wait. Mm. That Isn't really that good? Resonates. So this whole book is filled with those sort of wise nuggets about um, allowing your children to be who they are. And I think the biggest thing it's taught me is that our children are not ours. They just come through us. So they have their own path and they have their own inner realm of wisdom. So it's really easy as parents to think we know exactly what our kid needs, whereas they are their own sort of wise entity. And our work is just to sort of guide them towards their own wisdom and truth. And so I feel like it's such a beautiful book to not get so like pulled into fixing and helicopter parenting and controlling, controlling, right. It's really like, trust your children, let them kind of find their own way. So mm. if you are a parent or, you know, someone who is please buy William Martin's book.
0: That's a good one. All right. So my first one is really how all of this, I feel yes. like evolved mm. and it's heart talk by Cleo Wade. And I, th- I know I've told
1: this story before, but, um, Tell it again. It's she, so good. Yeah, she
0: came to our community, and I didn't even know she was coming. But my husband—do you know who she was? No. Okay. No idea. My husband said I got tickets for us to go to this re- book reading uh, at the Graduate Hotel. It was our anniversary, and I think I said later I found out they were free tickets. Um, <laughs> I
1: don't you know. Will, why. You I feel let, the need to share. She won't that. let him
0: forget no. that. <laughs> um, But he—he he had read about her. And thought I would enjoy knowing her And he had a kind of a connection To a friend of hers Whose father was also a lawyer So it was kind of this strange Connection point for for Joe And so we went together It was mostly women But Joe was there in the room And uh, a couple other men And she read her poetry So it's a beautiful book of, of poetry Poetic wisdom for a better life So it's the kind of book You can pick up You read a little bit and you put it back down and pick up. And whenever I don't read it in order, I just thumb it through and open. And it's usually Mm -hmm. exactly what I need to hear at the moment. And so, and it's such a cute small book that I would like just carry it around in my bag. But that day she told us, uh, her message was bring women together of all ages and backgrounds. And she said, that's where the magic is it's where the conversations and the sage advice comes in and you don't have to know each other before you can be new uh, to meeting each other. And often you learn more from older women and they've gone before you. And so I remember leaving there thinking, I want to be a person who brings women together. Mm -hmm. And that's how her experience, the first women's retreat was worn. I got to meet her that night. I have my photo with her. Um, she wrote a great, I'm thinking I have several copies. I don't know if it's in this one.
1: How many uh, of these have you bought for people? FYI. A lot. You bought me one. Oh yeah. I bet I've bought, I, I bet I bought a hundred or more mm-hmm. over
0: the years. Um, yeah. And so um, for me, and, and so this
1: morning I was like, I'm just going to see what comes up for me. Right. So you just randomly just open randomly it. I open do that it. all the time with books. Like what yep. needs to speak to me today?
0: Yeah. And as you know, I've had a, big year of change and so what I opened to was when we overcome our fear of failing we have the power to step into the magnificence of our resilience do the things you're afraid to do do the things that feel big do the things that show you what you are made of Mm. so Mm. perfect message for me right now um, as I am on this journey so yeah heart talk is just it is the book for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've talked about, it, I think it was the first time, uh, you know, it came at a time in my life when my heart was kind of hurting too. And so I think I've spent ever since then –
1: Reconnecting with my heart. I plugging agree. Into my heart. And so it's. I agree. You're such a heart centric person now. And that's always something you come back to over and over in these yeah. interviews and just in the conversations we have. And I do wonder if it really started with that book, Heart right. Talk. She kind of reintroduced you to your heart, like mm-hmm. it had been broken and you were kind of mending it back together. And it just, the timing of that book was really powerful for you. Yeah, 100%. So I highly recommend it. Yay. All right, the second book I wanna talk about is Polishing the Mirror, How to Live From Your Spiritual Heart. How how good is that? Oh, that's good Just Following story. up on your heart segue. This is by Ram Das. And Ram Das has another famous book, um, Be Here Now, which is I think his first book. And there's something about Ram Das, who I'll tell you a little bit more about that, has always spoken to me so Ram Das was born Richard Alport, Alpert and he was a Harvard train or he was a Harvard professor in psychology so he's a psychologist he saw people in therapy um, and then he started to study, study psychedelics with another faculty member at when Harvard that, that was in the 60s wow. And they were doing research on psychedelics and the impact on mental health and mental well-being, and then of course it all got shut down um, by President Nixon because the the war, uh, Vietnam War, was happening, and they were uh, fearful um, of psychedelics at mm-hmm. that time. So Ram Dass uh, decided that he wanted to figure out. He was so. Interested in sort of altered states of consciousness, but he knew there had to be a way to tap into it without a substance. And so he went off to India and he found a guru and he started to study yoga and he started to meditate and He then sort of realized you can reach these altered states through other means as well. And he's a great spiritual teacher. And the best part of him is he is raw and he's funny and he's real and he's self-effacing. And he talks about um, himself in such honest ways. I think he was actually one of the first people to teach um, from a place of authenticity Right He wasn't um even though he's this Harvard expert, right? He's he, accessible. yeah, he really got real and raw with people, and there's all he's passed away now, um, but there's all these recordings that he talks he gave from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And he's got a podcast. And even this morning, actually, I listened to one on my drive down. And there's just something about his playful energy and his deep wisdom and his willingness to sort of show himself that's so inspiring to me. So I love all of his books. Um, I think I have all of them, but I especially like this one called Polishing the Mirror. I love the cover, too, because it it's, actually is like a mirror. It's silver. Yeah. And if you look into it, you can almost see your reflection. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: All right. My next one is Broken Open, oh, which is one of my favorites,
1: too. Yours looks like mine. It's all looks like it fell into a <laughs> swimming pool or something. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I think it did. I took it on vacation. It, it, I had mine on a vacation, too. I was in. Do you, where were you when you read it? Um, I was in Turks and Caicos. Uh, I was in Costa Rica when I read this one for the second time. I think I've read it multiple times. Yeah. So obviously Elizabeth Lesser wrote this for those that don't know,
0: but it's all about how difficult times help us grow. So it's really a collection of stories, Mm. which I always love. I love reading other people's stories and finding connections inside of them, but it's about transformation and that when hard things happen, and you have a time of great difficulty, um, when you can surrender and allow the pain to break you open, you'll become stronger, wiser, and kinder. And I really believe that. And she calls it the phoenix process. And being able to rise from the ashes, I'm I'm really summarizing this in a way that's too simple, but you kind of have a choice when something big happens Mm It's hard. And you can go inward and be very isolated in how you deal with it, push it down, don't really feel it just try to kind of stuff those feelings down or you can truly walk through the fire, feel it all, and then come out the other side stronger. Yeah, And I, I think if, if you choose the first way, it ends up coming out sideways at some point. Um, it's, it's definitely something that will continue to, to be there. If you don't, if you don't really examine it. Um, and so for me, this, this has been such a, you know, great book for anyone who's going through something hard. Yeah. Um, and I've, sh- I've shared it with a lot of people who have lost
1: mm. loved
0: ones who have gone through divorce, who um, are just in a real position of transition. And I think
1: reading these stories makes you not feel alone. Yeah. Which is, really she's fun. also so real, similar to Ram You're Das real. in that she isn't hiding from, sort of the things that she did that she wasn't so proud of. proud of, but she wrote about him and she brought them to the surface and spoke openly about it. And, you know, her pain of going through a divorce and um, walking away from, or trying to figure out a business that they had created together and how she was going to navigate that. And it just, when you read these stories of real people who are willing to put their, they're what we could essentially call messiness out there for others to look at, but they do it in such a honest way. It's so inspiring.
0: Yeah, it really is. And and her ex-husband, yeah. <laughs> ironically, has they started this Blue
1: Spirit retreat well, in she, Costa Rica. So Elizabeth Lesser and her husband had started Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New, New York. And then as they were trying to split that business in the divorce, he... He opened it then. Opened okay. Blue Spirit, which is where Kate and I are doing a retreat yeah. with um, people in the next month.
0: Yeah. So a beautiful book for anyone who's going through hard times um, and or has, which yeah. is pretty much all of us.
1: <laughs> <So> pretty. <laughs> pretty much all of us. Exactly. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is... Awakening Shakti, which is the transformative power of the goddesses of yoga by Sally Kempton. And Sally Kempton is this phenomenal sort of meditation teacher. I actually have been able to study with her one time in person. I got to do a live meditation with her in person at a yoga retreat at one point in time. And what's so inspiring about Sally Kempton to me is she's this phenomenal writer and storyteller um, but she really awokened me to the power of the goddess. Mm. And having been raised in um a pretty conservative framework, I didn't ever really considered, that a higher power or God or however we would want to talk about it could be in feminine form or it could even be, um, no gender, right? Like it wasn't, you know, I'd always, I've been raised in the concept that, well, God is a man. Mm -hmm. And I think even as a little kid, I I wondered about that, but there wasn't maybe the space to question it or it, you know, it would make me not be the good girl if I asked about that. And so I sort of swallowed it. So this book really inspired me to understand that this divine feminine energy can manifest in so many ways and so many forms. Um, so she talks about, I think there's probably about 10 or 12 goddesses. And there's meditations and there's descriptions. And it was actually a, a big part of a course I just taught recently. And so I got to really tap into invoking and her her big message, which I love, and I feel like this is probably the message I want to get across from this book is that this feminine, this divine feminine, this goddess energy is available to all of us anytime. And the goddess is all about love. That's its essence. That's its energy. And that it just wants us to request its help, their help. And so anytime we need they're the help waiting. of the goddess, they're waiting for us and they want to step in and and guide us. But they they're not going to step in unless we say, please, I I could use some help. I need more love. I need some forgiveness. I'm really struggling with this. Um, so that really um, has been an eye opener for me that we have this potential to tap into all this powerful, divine, feminine energy. But we have to request it. We have to ask. So there's also with this book, a beautiful CD of recorded meditations that Sally Kempton does, which are beautiful and amazing and sort of take you right into alignment with these different goddesses. So, um, yeah, for anyone who's on the yoga path or is just interested in sort of this more divine, uh, feminine, I love this book. Mm.
0: You're so good about the Teaching us about the goddesses
1: and the trees. Yeah, they and, really speak to me. So, yeah. I um, yeah. love it. And this is my top book if you're uh, interested in that. So, my next one is The Gifts of Imperfection,
0: which I'm sure many of you from Brene Brown know about. But for me, this came at a time when I was really wrestling with my perfectionism. And it had a lot to do with my career and leaving um, my first career as a lawyer. And this idea that uh, oh and i was raising a daughter and i felt myself almost observing her perfectionism and feeling like no 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 don't go that way mm, yeah <laughs> uh, but i couldn't quite name it and then i realized my the best thing i could do to your point with your first book is just to model something different yeah which i you know, attempt every day, but I'm not perfect at either. Um, <laughs> ironically, ironically, right? Yeah. There is no perfection. Um, and so I, I pulled out just a little bit of uh, Brene's words that her insights that really that I had marked. Um, Perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels the primary thought that if I look perfect, live perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize The painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame, Mm. which really for so many of us is what holds us back uh, as well. And, you know, she lets us know there is no such thing as perfect. It's just Mm. this artificial, unattainable goal. And so as soon as you let go of that, that it's just not possible, there is such freedom. So for me, this was a big shift because I had been striving for it a long time and
1: um, we get positively reinforced for it totally so it is hard to unravel from yeah that belief that if I am perfect then everything will turn out okay Well, we have no control really over how so much turns out yeah
0: yeah and I love her the on the cover let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are Mm. so the wholehearted life is something that I'm always working toward there
1: we are with the heart again there we are with the heart I know that must be it the is. theme that comes through all of these mm-hmm. okay my next book is also it's a very small kind of poetry book and honestly I have no idea or memory where this book came from well, I, I remember know, when you got it because you, well, I don't, I don't remember why I got it the first time, but I remember when it arrived. I like, I don't remember if I saw it on Amazon or I saw it and I was like, I'm going to get that book, but it arrived on a Sunday afternoon. Cause I can see myself. It was like rainy, cold, like one of those days you weren't going to go anywhere. And I remember I sat on our black leather couch and I read this book from start to finish and I cried and. And then I proceeded to like not waste any time. And I got on Amazon and I think I ordered at least 15 copies. Like every woman that I felt a kinship to that was, I knew would resonate with this. So a bunch of college friends, a bunch of current friends. I literally texted each of them that day. Will you send me your address? Will you send me your address? You texted me and you said,
0: I just read this book. I'm getting one for you. Yeah, I I think you said you balled through. Half I should of
1: tell it. you, it's called the She Book, by the way. I'm <laughs> going off of it. It's the She Book by Tanya Merkel. Okay, so go on.
0: Yeah, and I was so intrigued. I can't remember if you sent me a screenshot of it, but you were like, "You'll be getting something in the mail for me. It's it will change your life." And you were like, "This is an unbelievable book." Yeah. and I ha- I I agree. It. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so there, are, there are there um, are. Like 90, let me see here. There's a bunch. There's like 99, 100. Okay, wait, there's a 114. 114. Year, um,
0: years by year. I always think of it as years. Oh. Do you not? No. I t- immediately turn to my age.
1: What? Yes. That's so interesting. Well, I just turned to 47, so that's the one I'm going to read today. Are you 47? I just turned, I'm 48. Oh, okay. So this was what I lived in. Okay, but listen to this. So powerful. She's a real person. She struggles and she sparkles. She is no longer afraid to say what makes her angry, sad, or what she thinks is unfair. She's not afraid to admit that at times she feels worthless, lost, or not enough. She's refusing to hide from love, beauty, aliveness, magic, and abundance. She won't edit the sad or messed up parts of her story or that her phone goes off in the middle of her podcast um, <laughs> Perfect. or the messed up parts of her story or the holy magnitude of her triumphs to make anyone comfortable. She's a real person. She struggles and she sparkles. She is a real person. Mm. That's just one of all these. Okay. So I read this whole book. I sent it to like 15 of my closest friends and then I've never, ever done this and I've never done this since. I found out the author's email, Tanya Merkel, and I literally emailed her that day. I emailed her as the first author I've ever done this to. And I was just, I just was like, I don't know. It just hit me today. Your book arrived. I'm crying. I just sent all these copies to friends. Thank you so much. And of course I never heard back from her. Not that I expected to, but like the fact that this is the only book that I've ever written to the author just to like gush. Mm -hmm. So it must've been something about also that day that I needed it. And it's hilarious because I can't, some of the people I sent to I know like reached out and were like thanks and then I never heard from other people so clearly maybe it was just a book that I needed that day but um. you know
0: what though I think when you buy someone a book it, it's it's like they may not need it in that moment they may not read it in that moment but they they at some point are going to pick it up yeah and they're going to get it right on time yeah and so I think we have to keep sharing these things because you never know when someone's going to be ready exactly. For it. So you exactly. just planted
1: the seed, yeah. but I mine sits on my coffee table. Oh, it does. It's one of those that you can pick up too and yeah. just thumb through. And You know where I keep them? You keep them on your coffee table. I keep them next to my toilet. Yeah. Because it's like if I'm sitting there and I just want to like thumb open and get some inspiration. So yeah, well, that's another option. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. So this is not going to come as a surprise to anyone. And I'm sure it's on many, many people's lists. But Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and I'd read all of Glennon's books, but when this one came out, in the timing of this one, if you remember, um, mm-hmm. the pandemic, um, and... Um, yeah, it came out right at the start of the mm-hmm. pandemic. So I just, like, devoured it because I was feeling so unsettled by everything. This idea of being caged and, and how we're, we're all not allowed to be wild, <laughs> frankly, mm-hmm. um, and not allowed to live... Uh, in a way and how she talks about at 10 you really get small and boys are kind of taught how to live
1: and we're taught to live small Mm -hmm. and she has a line in there like i lost myself the moment i learned how to please Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so i also gave this to a lot of people this came around the time (laughs) that I turned 50. So a lot of you received a book from Kate or I (laughs) Um, And I had a girlfriend that I sent it to who was turning 50 and I uh, got a text from her. She was on a beach and she sent me a photo of her holding it. Mm. And she's like, where has this book been my
1: whole life? Yeah, I agree. That was
0: her text. And I'm so grateful, but I just, I can't believe that I'm just reading this for the first time and understanding this and, And got it for my daughter because I'm like, you need to know this now. You're 22. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, and you know, the work she's done following that to really encourage all of us to step up and do the hard things has been really important in my life. And, um, yeah, I just think, I think it's a book we, as mothers of daughters, need to read and share the wisdom uh, as well, because we're, we're trying to improve every, every generation needs to have more freedom. And and hopefully that's what is happening as a result. But obviously made the number one best New York Times. Yeah. For a very long time and came at a time, I think, which is so interesting when we were isolated from each other and women need to be connected. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about how it came at a time that like the book kind of connected me to all these other people reading it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I had a book club with some women online during that time. Yeah. I remember I was in the basement for whatever reason online with these yeah. women. I hardly knew talking about this book.
0: Yeah. So it kind of was, you know, the timing was divine. Yeah. Of course. Know, coming out, of course.
1: Um, so, yeah, it will always. And, and, and she love. was so raw and real, too. I think that's a theme through all these books mm. is that a willingness to show your messiness, a willingness to sort of, yeah. um, you know, speak about the really hard stuff. We all want to hear that, right? We wanna we wanna believe that no one has their shit together (laughs) because no one does, by the way. Spoiler alert. All right. We both have one left. Mm -hmm. Okay, my last one is A Radical Awakening by Dr. Shafali. And I've talked about this book multiple times on this podcast, but I couldn't keep it out of my top five because it's too good. It's too good and it's just and I just this weekend pulled it out again. There was a section in one of the chapters that I'm like, I need to reread that section. So I love the books that you don't read just once. You Mm -hmm. have them underlined. And when you need inspiration and empowerment, you go back to them. But um, the part of this book that I love the most is she has a poem at the beginning of the book. I'm not going to read all of it, but maybe we'll put it in our show notes. Um, And there's also Famous people like Alicia Keys, when this book first came out, read this poem and posted it on YouTube. And there's a great recording of Alicia Keys reading this. So we'll post that as well. Um, But I am just going to read the first couple. Um, stanzas of this because it's so powerful. The poem is called The Time of the Awakened Woman, which I feel like is what we're trying to always talk about Mm -hmm. on this podcast. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she discards her old ways like tossed shoes in the garbage. When she shreds her list of shoulds and obligations and when impossible expectations are burned in an incinerator. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she simply says, no more. When facade, artifice, and guile leave her nauseated and when righteousness, dogma, and superiority repulse her. There comes a time in the life of a woman when she no longer cowers in the shadows of her unworthiness, when she no longer plays small so others can feel big, and when she swaps the role of victim for the role of co-creator. It goes on and on. It's beautiful. We'll put it in. It is absolutely. Beautiful um, but if you don't have this book and you need um, to embrace your truth and live more freely and feel empowered, this is the book. That is 100% the book. My last
0: one has a great story to it. It's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And Betsy and I went to on a yoga retreat or I went on the yoga retreat. Betsy, Betsy held in Italy in Positano, 20, 2019. Italy. Yes, and I was packing, and I remember so distinctly, Yeah, I went to my nightstand, like we've already talked about, where I have all these books, and at that time, I had a nightstand with drawers, and I pulled open the bottom drawer, and I pulled out all the books that I was waiting to read that lived there, and this book was there. I had a little more room, so I packed it. That's all I did. I just pulled it out and packed it. And I get to the retreat and the first night Betsy has us all gathered and she's like, we're going to do a theme this year or this week. And I thought about it
1: and our, our theme is going to be to surrender. And this is the book we're basing. OK, but do you, I don't know if you remember my side of the story. I had a whole different theme planned for that retreat, as I do for almost every retreat I get ready for. I know the theme and then I get there and I have to throw it out the window. I did not bring this book along, but it was on my Kindle and literally on the plane ride to Italy, I'm reading the surrender experiment and I'm like, okay, this is what I have to teach on. I'm surrendering. I'm going to surrender everything I prepared and we're going to work with surrender all week. And I had totally forgotten that you had brought this book along. The synchronicity of that. And that was before we did a podcast or we even knew we were going to yep. do this together. <gasps> I think it was the first retreat I went on with you. I think so.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know how, yeah. to, I don't know how to dissect that, Miss Psychologist, but there's something there. Um, <laughs> so, so, this art of living with surrender has yeah. become, is like the work of my life and so many of us. But, um, yeah, I his story about how everything good came to him when he finally surrendered. And it's a crazy story.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about this guy that just decided early to in his life in that to live in the woods and he just wanted to meditate in the woods, but he agreed that he would surrender to whatever came his way. And he ended up being like CEO of a big company yeah. and having all these things come his way. And he just kept saying, sure, I'm surrendering. Yes, I will follow mm-hmm. that. Yes. And it's an unbelievable story of what magic can happen when you aren't fighting the current, but instead you're aligning with what's coming your way. Yeah,
0: it is. So
1: I, I highly recommend
0: the book. My husband loves this book too. I think it's also a good book for men who kind of train to like be in control of career and their destiny and um, being softer and surrendering is a beautiful thing to witness.
1: So. Yeah. Well, should a we talk nice. about 10 more? Because I could keep going. <laughs> this is don't. like my favorite thing, it's books. It's kind of actually. Yeah, so listeners out there, if you have um, books that we haven't mentioned that you think we would like, send uh, comments our way. And if you like this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Because um, as we said before, we could probably talk every week about a new book that we're reading that we are gleaning something from. Yeah, and we may do a little more of that. Maybe we'll, we'll share as things come up for us. And I would like like to champion all of the women out there that have either written a book, are writing a book, have the dream of writing a book. We live in Iowa City, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site for Literature. So we have lots of writers in our midst all the time. In fact, if um, I have writer's block, I will often go to a local coffee shop, which is well known for writers, and try to soak up the energy of the Prairie Lights uh, coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just like to champion all of you out there who again, are writing, have written or have a dream of writing, because I do think books have the great potential to shift hearts and minds. And so um, do it, get it out there, self-publish, publish, however, blog, yeah. um, get your, your thoughts out there.
0: Or write for yourself. I think writing, writing for yourself, is such a great yeah. way to heal too. So just write. It's, yeah. it's a powerful tool. And um, yeah, we'll keep sharing. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Betsy. Today's episode is sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching and Heartland Yoga. As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, Transformative
1: change begins within. You can reach me at katemorlandcoaching.com. Heartland Yoga has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental wounds, or simply connect with people who are like-minded, Heartland Yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into, whether it's online or in person. You can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com. And now the amazing singer-songwriter Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review come back and rewild with us again next week.